This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Tonight, the extraordinary new details about just how President Joe Biden made the surprise journey to war-torn Ukraine, all shrouded under secrecy. Here are tonight's top headlines. As air raid sirens blare in Ukraine, President Biden vows unwavering support. Freedom is priceless. It's worth fighting for as long as it takes. Admirers are sending prayers and paying tribute to former President Jimmy Carter, who's entered hospice care. Carter advisors told CBS News that they expect the former president to remain tough until the end. North Korea launches two ballistic missiles toward Japan as Kim Jong-un's sister issues a new threat. Pyongyang continues to raise concerns about the United States' joint military drills with South Korea. Panic on the New Orleans parade route. One dead, four others injured after a gunman opened fire. New Orleans Mardi Gras is back to pre-pandemic levels. Breaking news, an arrest made in connection with the murder of a Catholic bishop shot at home. A woman killed in an alligator attack at a Florida retirement community. Actor Richard Belzer, also known as Detective John Munch on Law & Order Special Victims Unit, has died. Now, what I have to say tonight doesn't come from here. It comes from here. Good evening and thank you for joining us as we begin a new week together. Tonight, CBS News goes in-depth with a look at how Americans are exposed to chemicals in our food. Plus, the story of two 81-year-old best friends who are in the middle of a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip around the world. 
But first, the big story today, that top secret and historic trip of President Biden to Ukraine. Security was tight, as it was the first time in modern history that an American president traveled to a war zone where there is not a U.S. military presence on the ground. President Biden's motorcade slipped out of the White House at 3.30 a.m. on Sunday morning to begin a nearly 40-hour journey in and out of Ukraine. There were no flashy motorcades or Air Force One for this journey. Instead, he took an Air Force C-32 to get to Poland and then at 10 p.m. at night boarded an approximately eight-car train for a 10-hour journey into Kyiv, arriving in the Ukrainian capital just as the sun was rising. Well, tonight, we've got more on the message that was delivered to Russia at the time to keep President Biden safe while he was there. CBS's Charlie Daggett was one of the few journalists there for the historic visit, and he starts us off tonight from Kyiv. Good evening, Charlie, and boy, this must have meant a lot to the Ukrainian people. Yes, it did, Nora. It's had a huge impact, not just for the Ukrainian leaders in that room, but for the Ukrainian people. Seeing a U.S. president actually visiting in person, it's become a difficult fight. They're taking heavy losses. They're tired. And this is a major boost for morale here. Under a cloak of secrecy and amid tight security, President Joe Biden rolled into Kyiv Central Station early this morning. A discreet start to a dramatic visit. A symbol of solidarity with President Volodymyr Zelensky meant to boost morale in Ukraine and to direct a defiant message to Russia. The two men met for nearly two hours, in part discussing in detail the situation on the ground here. President Biden marked one year this week since the invasion began, saying many thought Kyiv would fall within days. One year later, Kyiv stands and Ukraine stands. Democracy stands. The Americans stand with you and the world stands with you. President Zelensky expressed his gratitude to the U.S. and said, we hope that this year, 2023, will become a year of victory. As they wrapped up President Biden's five-hour visit and almost on cue, air raid sirens blared as the two men walked together, triggered by a Russian fighter jet taking off in Belarus, which borders Ukraine just 60 miles to the north even though the White House had informed Moscow of the president's visit. But they carried on to a memorial honoring the war dead, growing evidence of what President Biden today called a brutal and unjust war. We can confirm that President Biden crossed back over into Poland earlier this evening. We expect to hear what Russian President Vladimir Putin has to say about President Biden's visit tomorrow in his own speech marking the anniversary of the invasion. Nora. Charlie Daggett in Ukraine for us. Thank you so much. Well, that secret overnight trip to Kyiv was months in the making in coordination with the Secret Service and every level of America's national security agencies. CBS's Nancy Cordes tells us how it all came together. Sneaking the leader of the free world into an active war zone isn't easy. It took months of secret planning by a handful of officials from the Pentagon, the Secret Service, the intelligence community, and the White House. 
It was an incredibly small team. Amanda Sloat was on that team. She's a top advisor to the president on European affairs. It was a very close-held operation, uh, and I think everybody wanting to do everything they could to get the president there and back safely. Here's how they did it. Instead of his usual 747, they put the president on a smaller 757, changing the call sign from Air Force One to Special Air Mission 60. The plane took off from Joint Base Andrews outside D.C. at 4.15 Sunday morning, stopping briefly in Germany to refuel before turning off its transponder and flying to a Polish air base near the Ukrainian border. As the president and a tiny group of aides made their way into Ukraine on a heavily guarded eight-car train, U.S. surveillance flights kept watch from Polish airspace. He arrived in Kyiv bearing gifts, a promise of another $450 million worth of military aid, including artillery ammunition, Javelin anti-armor missiles, and surveillance radar systems. I thought it was critical that there would not be any doubt None whatsoever about U.S. support for Ukraine. All told, it took the president about a day and a half to get into Ukraine and then out again. Tonight, he has made his way here to Warsaw, where he will meet with the Polish president tomorrow and other NATO leaders on Wednesday. So far, Nora, the Russians have had no official response to the president's trip to Ukraine. Nancy Cordes in Warsaw for us tonight. Thank you, Nancy. Well, back here at home, Americans of all ages are sending prayers and well wishes to former President Jimmy Carter, who is in the final stages of his long and remarkable life. The Carter Center announced over the weekend that the 98-year-old Democrat decided to spend his remaining time at home with his family in hospice care after a series of short hospital stays. Here's CBS's Robert Costa. Former President Jimmy Carter was resting in private today at his home in Plains, Georgia his wife, Rosalind, there, along with other family and friends. His personal pastor, Tony Loudon, spoke to us shortly after visiting with Carter, now 98 years old. He's convinced that he's going to a better place. Loudon spoke with us at Maranatha Baptist Church in Plains, steps from where Carter long taught Sunday school. How many of you believe in life after death? So many of President Carter's friends, his family members, they cast his decision to enter hospice care, to come home as a decision of strength. And for him to say, I'm gonna make this decision, is the strongest decision you can make. Tributes to Carter have been pouring in from both President Biden and former President Clinton. Carter has dealt with health challenges in recent years, including a bout with cancer. But since leaving the White House 42 years ago, he has had an inspired post-presidency, building homes for the poor, tackling disease, and winning the Nobel Peace Prize. But beyond the acclaim, Pastor Loudon said Carter, whom he calls JC, remains a man of planes and a man of faith. I am so blessed to be in JC's life. So blessed to be around true grace. And here tonight in Plains, the town is quiet and solemn with neighbors respecting the Carter's privacy, but also sharing stories from over the years. Nora. A powerful interview with his pastor, Robert Costa. Thank you so much. 
While turning overseas, another powerful earthquake rattled Turkey and Syria today. There are reports of at least three new deaths and hundreds of injuries with people trapped in the rubble. Two weeks after that initial devastating earthquake, the death toll in the region is approaching 45,000. This news just coming in in that mysterious case of a Catholic bishop murdered in his own home. A 65-year-old man is now under arrest. Police say they tracked the suspect by using neighborhood surveillance video. CBS's Carter Evans has the late breaking news. Tonight, so many are asking how a man of peace could have died so violently. High-ranking Bishop David O'Connell was gunned down inside his home in this quiet neighborhood of Hacienda Heights where he lived alone. He was found dead Saturday afternoon. The person of interest was identified as Carlos Medina. Medina is the husband of Bishop O'Connell's housekeeper. O'Connell tended to some of the poorest communities in Los Angeles for nearly 45 years, resolving disputes between local gangs, even helping calm tensions after the L.A. riots. This bishop made a huge difference in our community. He was loved. Father Brendan Bussey was ordained by O'Connell. I was a total shock. No, absolute shock. He was a great man. He was joyful. He was very simple and humble. In the name of the Father. Over the weekend, even with the crime scene tape in the background, parishioners descended here. Prayers read during the day. Hymns sung at night. We can't even imagine something like this would happen to him, especially a soul like him. He's very loving, caring. Joe and Denise Byrne were married in 1979 by O'Connell in Ireland. It was just unbelievable. It didn't seek in. It was like surreal. It was like, uh, it was just, you just couldn't comprehend. Now, investigators say it was a tipster that led them to the suspect's home where a search uncovered two firearms. Those guns are now undergoing ballistics testings to see if either of them matched the weapon used in the killing. Nora. Carter Evans, thank you very much. There's also some tragic news tonight from Fort Pierce, Florida, where an 85-year-old woman was killed in a rare alligator attack. Here's CBS's Lilia Luciano. Tied down and subdued, this 10-foot alligator was captured after its deadly attack in Fort Pierce today. Near her home in a retirement community this afternoon, an 85-year-old woman was walking her dog along the water's edge. Horrified neighbors say the alligator suddenly sprung from the water and dragged her back under. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission is now investigating, but says alligators seldom bite people and fatalities are rare. Over the past 10 years, the state has averaged eight unprovoked bites requiring medical attention per year. Still, last June, a man near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, was killed after an alligator dragged him into a retention pond, the first deadly attack in the state since 2020. Lilia Luciano, CBS News, New York. Mardi Gras celebrations in New Orleans took a terrifying turn Sunday night when a deadly mass shooting erupted near a parade. A teenager was killed and four other people were wounded. This comes as New Orleans is trying to entice tourists back to the city as it rebounds from the COVID pandemic. CBS's Janet Shamlian is there. I apologize for any inconvenience. People are injured. A deadly shooting shattering the celebration along a family-filled Mardi Gras parade route. There are children here. There is no need for anybody to bring a gun to a Mardi Gras parade. Among those hit by gunfire, a four-year-old girl. 
The suspect was apprehended within moments and two weapons were confiscated from the scene. Hours earlier, CBS News asked the sheriff about this very issue. Do you think people feel safe in New Orleans this year? They feel safe. I'm asking them. Do you feel safe as we come through the parade route? And they're saying yes, they do. New Orleans replaced St. Louis as the murder capital last year. There were 266, an almost 20-year high. The spike coincides with a depleted police force, bolstered during Mardi Gras by more than 100 from other agencies. After two years of pandemic losses, businesses are encouraged by the crowds, but concerned about how the fear factor will impact tourism. Whether it's the murder capital or what, I think sometimes people just give us a bad name. Amid its biggest party, tough times in the Big Easy. And here in the French Quarter, as the crowds grow larger this evening, there is a significant police presence. And we have word on the four people who were shot last night. All four today sent home, including that four-year-old girl. Nora. That is some good news. Janet Shanley, and thank you so much. We want to turn now to a series of stories that we are doing this week on how U.S. food regulations have left American consumers exposed to chemicals and additives that have been banned in other countries. CBS's Holly Williams goes in-depth to show us how some of these ingredients may be linked to cancer and other health-related issues. From baguettes to focaccia, Europe is famous for its bread. But one ingredient is missing. Potassium bromate is a suspected carcinogen that's banned for human consumption in Europe as well as China and India, but legal in the US, where it's used by some food makers to strengthen dough and estimated to be present in over a hundred products. There is evidence that it uh, may be toxic to human consumers, that it may even either initiate or promote the development of tumours. Professor Eric Millstone is an expert on food additives and told us European countries take a much more cautious approach to food safety. Can we say for sure that these differences in regulations mean that people in the US have developed cancers that they would not have developed if they'd been eating only in Europe? I think that that is almost certainly the conclusion that we could reach. It's not just potassium bromate, but many other chemicals and substances that are banned here in Europe over health concerns, but considered safe by the FDA. Do you think most Americans are aware that they're being exposed to substances that are viewed as dangerous over here? They probably just think, well, if it's available and it's in the store, then it's probably fine. Stacy McNamara is from upstate New York, but has been living in London for 10 years. She told us raising children on this side of the Atlantic has opened her eyes to what's allowed in food in the US. She has no plans to ever move back home. And is food safety a part of that decision? For sure, yeah. How am I going to protect my children when it's just everywhere? In a statement to CBS News, the FDA said that when used properly, potassium bromate converts to a harmless substance during food production. But at the same time, Nora, it acknowledged that not all potassium bromate may convert, saying control measures can minimise the amount in food. Holly Williams, thank you. Tonight, there's been a major development in the criminal case against Alec Baldwin. We'll tell you about it next. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. 
The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Prosecutors have downgraded the involuntary manslaughter charges against actor Alec Baldwin and the weapons expert on the set of their Western movie, Rust. They now face a maximum of 18 months in prison if found guilty for their roles in the deadly accidental shooting instead of five years. Both are due in a Santa Fe courtroom on Friday. All right, remembering the career and life of actor Richard Beltzer. That's next. Beloved actor and comedian Richard Beltzer died Sunday at his home in the south of France. For more than two decades, Beltzer played wisecracking detective John Munch across 10 different TV series, including Law & Order, SVU, and 30 Rock and Arrested Development. Richard Beltzer was 78. When we come back, two 81-year-old best friends go on the adventure of a lifetime. That's next. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Finally tonight, two octogenarians are living their best life by going on an epic adventure they'll never forget. Here's CBS's Ramey and Asensio. For Sandy Hazlip and Ellie Hamby, this is the adventure of their lifetimes already well-lived. We made it. We made it. At 81 years old, these best friends are whizzing around the world in 80 days. Their goal, all seven continents, 18 countries, nine world wonders. What was the inspiration? I think the number one thing is meeting people. And the world is full of the greatest, most exciting, most interesting people. We met in London, a quick transit before Africa, and they shared a secret. We both have total knee replacements. And here you're walking around the whole oh, yeah. world. No issues whatsoever. No! Do you think we got any issues? 
Ellie is a documentary photographer and runs a medical mission. Sandy is a physician. They just clicked on a medical mission two decades ago. They pack light and travel cheap, even sleeping in an airport, to catch a flight to see the northern lights. For people who say, I'm too old to do what you're doing, what do you say to that? Don't sit in that chair and waste away. If you don't use it, you lose it. Footloose and fancy free, they're losing no time at all. Cheers to both of you. Ramey Innocencio, CBS News, London. They're inspiring. Wow. Well, that's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good Monday night. Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.